0: This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, uh-huh. and of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle, got uh-huh. to make a y'all, y'all, y'all. some get a little, some get none, shit, I was part uh-huh. of the some get
1: none Yes, indeed, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, I'm back, I'm back recording, just uh, had a lot of life stuff going on, so I had to take a pause with it but I'm back recording the Spain sports talk with the Spain, your host. Um, For those of you who haven't been keeping up, um, I haven't recorded since the NBA finals ended and has nothing to do with the fact that the Celtics lost. Um, I was probably one of the many few who could kind of handle that loss um, because of my expectations. Wasn't extremely, you know, high Um, I expected them to be a very good team Uh, they had a you know rough patch throughout the year and then towards you know second half and towards the end they were probably the best team in the whole entire playoffs even in that finals but you know you know the outcome was um, they did not succeed unfortunately Um, so but even with all that being said a lot has happened since then we've had like Situa- like the, you know, NBA free agency, the draft, obviously, um, NFL started kicking in again with all types of news. Uh, the a- NHL um, crowned a new champion. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, they dethroned the back-to-back champs, Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not really into hockey. And if you've listened to my older episodes, I'm still trying to be more into it. Um, maybe that would be something I'll work on towards the end of this year. But sports talk, I want to just say like sports talks with sports talk with the Spain is literally just me using my platform to speak on what I'm passionate about in the sports world in general has nothing to do about analyzing analytics, you know, all that, you know, no offense to the sports nerds, like, you know, you got. You're considered one if you're really good at it, but it's just pretty much me give, giving flowers to those who don't get spoken about or already are, but people don't remember. Um, Bringing up, uh, speaking of that, you know, I'm very much more into the NFL and, than anything, so you'll see a lot of action from that. Um, and I also want to get people into, you know, more into like sports betting, which. Great news is uh, the state of Massachusetts have been greenlit for it. So we're just waiting for when it's going to start, which the rumors are it's going to probably be like end of the year and beginning of next year, which will be awesome. It gives people like myself and other people who are into sports betting an opportunity to bet within the state instead of having to leave. (laughs) Um, Make some money, you know what I mean? Um, And also, uh, you know, I want to also speak on, like, fantasy football because that would be pretty cool, like, being able to, um, you know, help those like myself who are fantasy football managers who need a little bit of help figuring out what the fuck's going on um, in the NFL or who to draft, who to pick up, so on and so forth. But anyways, um, since the 22nd of June, that's when I dropped this episode. This so much has happened, right? <laughs> For one, I wanna go ahead and talk about um the major league baseball season so far. As may most of you may already know, I am a Red Sox fan. Um out of all the Boston teams, Red Sox is probably my favorite Boston team to follow in support. Uh Celtics is second. It's, it has nothing to do with anything, just I was just more passionate about the Red Sox than I was with the Celtics. I enjoyed the Celtics uh the history behind it and the, uh, you know, all the great stuff of the league, how it has uh, grown throughout the years. And, um but, you know, something about being a Red Sox fan was so that I was just so passionate about it. So I don't know. It's hard for me to explain, but anyways. um, So on the, on that date, when I dropped my episode, and I think I missed, Madam even mentioned how well they were been playing in my episode. They were thirty nine and thirty one. They were thirty nine, thirty one, and they were in the wild card race. They were in that, so they were basically like second because the the Major League Baseball has expanded their wild card to an additional uh, team. So now you're gonna have six available uh, six teams that could clinch the playoffs three being from uh, one division would be the division leader so the red sox at that moment were actually in the running like they were i believe they were like um the second team yeah they were second in the wild card so all three um no they were yeah they were second i'm sorry yeah so because the yankees Throughout the whole season, they've been just too damn good. You can't really stop them at this point. Um, they've, they're they going through a, a bit of a rut at the moment, which I almost expected it, but I thought it was going to be much sooner than now. Um, but, yeah, the Red Sox, going back to them, they were second in the wild card, just about a half game back from Tampa for the top seed of the wild card. The top seed of the wild card, they played the, the second seed, and the third seed plays the third third um, best divisional team in, in, the, in the respective league. And there's an American League and there's a National League, for those who don't know. But anyways, at that point, they were there. Now, <laughs> we fast forward to um, now. They are currently in last place in the division.
0: They're they're fifty seven and fifty nine, so which would mean since that date they've been they've had
1: so fifty seven. Uh, if I'm doing my math right,
0: they've had about eighteen wins. They've had eighteen wins and they've had 28 losses. 18 wins and 28 losses. That is
1: awful. So they, they're 10 games below 500 since June 22nd. But, I mean, although they have ran into the, the injury bug, which has been killing them, they've had, they haven't had their starting on the center fielder since, that, since probably that time. Um, they've been putting out there a bunch of guys who are rookies. Trevor Story, who was there at the time, was in at the moment second in the team in home runs because the team doesn't really hit for that much power as they would in the past. He's been out since uh, well, well before the All-Star break. And um, what was their strength throughout the season, which was the starting pitching, it got worse because a few guys went down for a lengthy period and when they did come back they weren't pitching well um bullpen's been the huge very huge question mark throughout this whole season and it's not even getting any better they didn't make any major deals in the um trade deadline they did get you know Eric Hosmer and you know a couple other guys but it, you know i think they were just saving face to show people like yeah we're investing Improving this team, um, yeah, we're, we're willing to do this, that, and the third, but I don't think anything really was for anything. I wasn't – I'm not – I, as a fan, was not pleased. I, as, um, as someone who's looking on as from the distance, I can just say, you know, I was – I think I mentioned – I tweeted it too. I was like, they're better off just selling. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, you have the prospects. You have some veterans that look like their careers are dwindling down. Give an opportunity to go out somewhere else and be successful. Um, And then just prepare this team for the next following year. This is like Alex Cora's second season with um, with Haim Bloom, who's the general manager. Um, Maybe it's something they need to figure out together with the whole brain trust to figure out what makes sense for this franchise going forward with Cora being the manager. I think he's the right guy, um, but I don't think High and Bloom is the right guy for Cora. So that's my only insight with the Red Sox. Um, love the team. Um, they only have probably a seven to 4 a four to 7% chance of making the playoffs. Not to say they can't because, you know, they're just, you know, about – four and a half games back from the last spot for uh, the wild card. And it's very likely these other, these teams like Seattle, which, okay. So Seattle and um Baltimore who are both ahead of them in the standings were nine games below 500. And that, that same date I gave y'all on June 22nd. So, you know, the, the game of baseball is interesting. Like you could really get really hot as a team and go on a stupid streak or you could get really cold due to injuries and unforeseen situations that you have no control over and start losing series. Like they, they you know, for those who don't know anything much about baseball, in many cases the they'll have multiple they'll they'll play teams in a series. It's not like uh I play you tonight and then I'm gonna see you in two months. Like it's literally like three or four consecutive games playing the same team, but you're seeing a different type of starting pitcher. Uh, the elements might be different. Um, you might have an injury here or there. Some, You know, something crazy happens. And this one sport that you could really try, truly say, like football, it's a game of inches. Like, you know, getting called strike or getting a ball or getting a ball um, or, you know, foul, fair, like and the moment when the glove... Uh, the hit ball hits the glove as somebody's sprinting down to the first baseline to be safe. You know what I'm saying? Those moments are just split seconds. Those things can happen so fast. So anything is possible. Uh, I've seen crazier things in the, in the major league baseball. Um, And I would not be surprised if the Red Sox found their way um, into the wild card again. But at the moment, as I mentioned, they're four and a half behind the very last place um, of the wild card, which Tampa has hold of right now. And they've been going through their own personal issues, too. And But they've been able to prevail and um, overcome all issue, all the issues they've had to run into um, along the way. So that's the only thing I have for the, about Major League Baseball. We'll move along to uh, uh, the NBA season. There was a lot of movement this, um, off season. Um, obviously the expectation for me as a Celtics fan was seeing what would they do to, you know, prepare themselves for the next, you know, the next phase. Like what, what, what would they prepare for? Like, um, are we going to keep this team the way it is build around it and which they did, you know, they've, they've, they've been, there been some big trades since, um, just the last time we we all we all spoke here at the sports stuff. Um, we had guys uh, like,
0: let's see here, the Celtics got Brogdon from the Pacers. Uh, we had um, Kevin
1: Horder going to the Kings. Uh, that was a low key trade that happened there, where the Hawks got Justin Holiday and uh, Maurice Harkless. So, you know, teams like that are, we're trying to get, they're getting ramped up to make, make a better push to the, to the postseason. And we had like Timberwolves getting Rudy Gobert, and which a lot of people believe this is one of the craziest trades to give up that many first round picks for one guy. But there's something they know we don't know over there in Minnesota. Uh, the Pistons trade away Jeremy Grant to the Blazers. Um, Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith got traded from the Wizards to the Nuggets for Monte Morris and Will Barton. Deontay Murray got traded to uh, the Hawks from the Spurs for Donali Donali Donaldo Gallinari and some picks. And Gallinari opted out, uh, got bought out um, or waived. And when he was cleared from waivers, he signed with the Celtics for two years. Um, the Nets got Royce O'Neal, which we'll talk about the Nets in a little bit. One of the bigger trades was, you know, Christian Wood going from Houston to the Dallas Mavericks, which was a pretty—I thought it was a pretty great trade, especially for what works for Dontich over there. So um, I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, There's some picks being traded around too, um, but those were f- a few of the bigger trades that happened this past off season. Uh, on top of that, there was a lot of movement, as I mentioned, like the Celtics getting Dalinari on a two-year deal. Um, we have some guys, the, some of the Nets, um, although all the drama going on with Kyrie and Durant, the Nets were still able to retain like Claxton, Patty Mills. They they signed TJ Warren. <laughs> So I'm not sure if there was, you know, the reason for it is because they have an idea that they'll keep the core, or I don't know. Um, you know, Chicago got Goran Dragic, which is a good. You know, I believe that's a good signing, uh, Andre Drummond as well. So they're they're building up their depth for their bench. Um, you know, so it, you know the NBA man, like it's. just got to take your chances because teams around you are going to improve and it might be the littlest things too. It doesn't have to be like a blockbuster trade or anything. It could be just as little as Bruce Brown going to the Denver Nuggets. You know what I mean? Like that that plays a huge part in how these teams can succeed. Like the defending champions, they were able to retain Kevin Looney, um, Dante DiVizancho, Vicente. Vincenzo. Um sorry for butchering his name. I definitely know how to say his name, but I'm butchering the shit out of it. And Jamichael Green, um, you know they got guys that fit the build of their franchise. This is these are these are the type of guys you would expect them to have and keep. Uh, you know the 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 Clippers were able to retain multiple guys like Zubac, uh, Covington, Batum, and then they got John Wall. So it's like. There's definitely been a lot of movement in the free agent end in the NBA, and it's it's going to be exciting to see how things go um, going forward. But obviously, the biggest news is um, Kevin Durant deciding he wants to request a trade out of Brooklyn, and this is you know an all poor all pro soon to be future Hall of Famer scoring champion, two-time MVP, two-time finals MVP, two-time finals champion, also has a league MVP under his belt. Like, this is a great player who originally committed to this franchise, but because of all that's been going on with, you know, Kyrie's relationship with the franchise, and now we found out he is actually not a big fan of the the, the duo, um, of the Nets GM with Steve Nash being the coach, and he pretty much left it to them to choose either him or them. And most franchises will choose the coaching over the player, um, which is you know it's silly, especially in the in this in this league, because the players bring all the dollars in. The players make this thing go. The owners have nothing to do with any of this. They just fund everything. And that's it. But the entertainment is coming from these players. So with that being said, there's been multiple rumors um, of for for Durant's departure, soon to be or possible departure from Brooklyn. Um, originally I thought he would probably be better suited for Phoenix Suns because they have the they had the pieces trade they're still a, a, they're a team that has, they were just a couple wins away from winning a championship a couple seasons ago. Um, and that was one of the places he desired to go to. Um, it unfortunately did not happen because they decided to, um, give, uh, you know, cough up the dough and keep their, keep their players, especially, um, keeping DeAndre on, Ayton eight on a four year deal, um, they were able to keep him because they matched um, Indiana Pacers' um, restricted free agent offer. So, a lot of that was one of his destinations. Another one would be the Miami Heat, but from what the Nets are asking for, and this is the reason why they're having issues here because the Nets are asking for a boatload. And no teams really want to give up anything more than what they can to get this guy. And that has nothing to do with him and his talents, it's more or less to do with the fact that. Most of these teams will have to give up their future or t- or players that they know that can still be impactful with that player on the team with them. So for them to get Miami involved, it has to be, you know, like Tyler Hero, Bam out of Bayou, like guys like that. And it's like they're not willing to give up that. And then you're here in Philly, and I don't know, and just recently we just found out him and Harden, you know, are – Cool again after their their you know the breakup by, um, with Harden with the franchise with the Nets excuse me, but um you know he doesn't have a lot of options. Um, but the ma- the biggest one was the Boston Celtics. Now I want to speak on that. I've been talking about it since the rumors started happening about a month ago. I myself personally per- would would a hundred percent be. All in for the Celtics to commit to, you know, trading for him. And the original trade offer was uh, from what, you know, got leaked was um, Devin White,
0: not Devin White, I'm sorry, Derek White, um, Picks, and JB. And I believe it was going to be one other person, I can't remember. Um, then,
1: supposedly they declined that and then they countered with Marcus Smart instead of Derek White and maybe an additional rotational player. At the moment, the Celtics have declined that as well and they prefer not to go that route. Now, that's just the franchise and this is the franchise that initiated the trade talks. It was not the Nets. Because the Nets are more than willing to hold off on any trade opportunities that result that's... Including Kevin Durant. They don't want to get involved in any of that. If anything, they would prefer to just get rid of Kyrie Irving at this moment. But Kevin, they would they'd rather wait for their best possible offer or not give him up at all. So with all that being said, the Celtics actually do have the best possible offer on the table. Now it comes down to who's willing to say, fuck it, and let's make this work. And who's willing to, you know what I'm saying? just willing to just let it be as it is, you know what I mean? But as far as the fans, like, I've spoke to many fans, and I actually did a poll on Instagram, and 88% of the people said, nah, we don't want to trade for Kevin Durant. And I, want, and I always ask people why. And they don't really give me, like, a great argument besides saying we we, we got there without him, cool, Betty teams get to the finals with some without somebody, but do they win it though? You know what I'm saying? That's the that's one thing in my mind when I when I hear that. And then I hear, oh well, JB is about 26 now, and Kevin Durant is old; he's turning 34. Um, we don't know how much longer he'll be, he'll be playing. Or at least we know that if we have Jalen uh, Jalen Brown, he'll play for 10 years, and he'll help us get to multiple champions. You don't fucking know that. You have no fucking idea if that could happen. The amount of young teams we've ever seen succeed and not come back. When the when the 76ers went to the finals in 2000 to play the Lakers and they got smacked up in which everybody knew they would, but they were they miraculously found a way to win win game, one-wned games. And this is the this is a the finals where people know about the Tyrone Lue thing, where, where Iverson steps over. Yeah, that one. Everson, every year since then, they've been trying to add a piece, either in a trade deadline or in general, just to bring on board to play with Allen Iverson. Why? Because they, they know they need to improve the team. There's something we lack. Right? Look at look at just look at Phoenix. They're not the youngest team, but they're one of the younger teams in the league as far as experience goes. They made it there, and they didn't make no improvements whatsoever, not to say they truly needed it, but something wasn't working. And I'm sure if they had the opportunity, if it didn't cost them so much, they would have pulled the trigger on Kevin Durant two seconds because you have two perennial Hall of Famers on your team Once you do that, and maybe even three because, you know, Booker might be one as well if his career continues in that trajectory. Oklahoma, Oklahoma Thunder, like Oklahoma City Thunder. Come on, man. Like that's the greatest example. That team was young. They made it to the finals. They've been to conference finals. They were doing it, but they never added on to what they had. Like, not to say those guys were immature, or because we don't know them personally. I don't know, I don't know Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or James Harden, but they played as a very good, young, cohesive group. They added a Kendrick Perkins. That was probably the only thing they really did to get over the hump, and it brought them to a finals. Because not to say he was the biggest factor, but when you solidify a role for someone, and it helps everything go else going a lot going a line correctly then it works it makes your team look better um and he's not the greatest example but I'm just saying like teams will find a way to improve their teams regardless like you don't just stay stagnant because oh we well, you know we just need to add one piece for, you know Brogdon, that's it like no it's really not that it's it's not that it no it's not it you you gotta improve like we're talking about the same folks that you know, were not fans of the rumors back in the day when it was like Rondo for C P straight up, or Rondo for Russell Westbrook straight up. There was fans that didn't even like that, that opportunity for the team to improve. And this is towards the end of the big three dynasty. Matter of fact, I think they were one of at least Ray Allen was gone by then. K G was barely getting on the court. We had thing I think we had Shaq or something. Like Paul Pierce was damn near done with the with the them done with the team as well because they wasn't going to go nowhere they were they were ready to rebuild but anyways um i personally would prefer them going for it cuz you don't get these opportunities ever you don't get, how often have you ever seen a lebron james on the trade blog how often have you ever seen a michael jordan on the trade blog you know what i'm saying like how often did you see you know, you name them; they're not on those trade blocks. If you get an opportunity to trade for one of the greatest players that ever played the game of basketball, you never want to hesitate on that opportunity. And not be and, and and you got to set aside your stubbornness for all the thoughts in the world that you're going to believe. You believe if we keep it as is, you don't know that. And and to say, oh yeah. Kevin Durant is always hurt. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he tore his Achilles like 2019. Took a year off. Came back and still top five in scoring for two consecutive years. Yeah, he's he doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Oh, I think we figured him out in that in the playoffs. Eh, Maybe you did, but it was for that moment because he might end up working on what he was lacking on because he hasn't really he didn't really see a team like that before in a while. And all the blitzing and facing up that the the Celtics defense was doing on him, you know, mess mess with how he was playing. And then when you're playing two man game with a guy like a Kyrie Irving who's like about almost a whole foot shorter than him, who's as finesse as he is at that moment, it's easy to guard that. Those you shut two of those guys down, the whole game's over. The Celtics played it right. You know what I'm saying? So. To say that he, he you, they, the Celtics figured him out, that's that's ridiculous. You don't really – great players don't get figured out. They just have bad moments. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James had a final where he was scoring 18, 16 to 18 points a game, and then he still figured it out so he could win another championship. <laughs> so, like, never underestimate how great, great people, great players are. They will find a way. And I tell you this. I guarantee you the next four years of Kevin Durant's career on his last in this next contract he's entering versus JB's next four years, you're gonna see a better version of Kevin Durant than you will of Jalen Brown. And that's my personal opinion. But if you feel differently about that, feel free to hit me up. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. I'm 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 all for it. I'm all for the Celtics improving this roster um any way they can. So but yeah. Um enough of the NBA. We're gonna move on to the NFL. I'm so excited that it's pretty much like a less than a month away. Um I can't wait. I've been I've been I don't know, for whatever reason this is like the this was this felt like a very long off season for the NFL. Like I felt like I felt like I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like we we didn't really see a lot of action as in the past, but you know what? It's all good. Um but I'm interested to see how this NFL season goes. Um I'm going to what I'm going to do here is I'm going to break down not break down, um do a preview of some sorts of the upcoming season, do some record predictions, what I'm expecting and what I'm um, going to be looking for as far as those teams go. Um, today we're going to cover the AFC East and the AFC South, and then we're going to also cover the NFC East and the NFC South. Next episode, we'll do the other two co- two divisions in each conference. And then um, just before the season starts, uh, I will give my predictions on who will win, who from what it looks like on paper has the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl this year um, and go from there. Because, you know, how it goes, every off season or every preseason, major injury, major injury, major, you know, suspensions, you know, whatever you want to call it, all them situations are very likely in the next three to four weeks. We've seen it so many times. And as I mentioned, I am a fantasy football nut. So th- this is something I have to keep my eye out for every single day when I check my sports, those sports news apps on my phone. Um, but yeah, since, yeah, so definitely since we talked, um, there was not a lot of movement in the NFL, but there's some, you know, there's some things, some, some teams to look forward to watching this year. Um, based on all the different um, improvements or subtractions that was hap- that happened throughout the offseason um i want to first start with the uh afc east the buffalo bills i'm not going to get too crazy about them because i they're going to absolutely win the division um unless something you know just goes haywire and They lose all their great players. But from what I see from the offseason, they had an amazing offseason. They were able to retain um, a few of their guys. Um, Both their Pro Bowl safeties are back there still. They acquired Von Miller in free agency. They shrew up their whole entire offensive line. Um, They've also gave Stephon Diggs his You know, extension, they added a slot receiver with Jamison Crowder. And they also added like a third down back with Duke Johnson. So they're building their team to win now. This team is built to win right now. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Josh Allen in his, um, I believe this is his fourth season in the league or fifth season. I can't remember. He feels like he's been for a while. And the kid has so much talent, he, he he could be better than Patrick Mahomes in the long run if he starts getting some championships now. and I'm not discrediting anything Mahome's done because he's he's going to be he's an all-timer already, but the he has a better opportunity to, to reach that those trajectories only because how Mahome's career has kind of hit a stalemate right now. With his, because he had such early success, Josh Allen has opportunity to actually have ongoing success because his beginnings wasn't as, you know, electric. To, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I can see the Bills take going running away with the division. It, I don't, I can't really see them losing, even with Miami's improved team. I can't see them losing to them at all this season. The Jets, you know are going to probably have another one of those seasons as well. (laughs) They'll be much improved, but I don't think they're going to see themselves competing for any divisions. And the Patriots may, may actually be as good or worse than what they were last year, but I'll go over that in a few, but I, you know, I'm looking at the bills and I think they're going to go 15 and two this year. Um, A couple of the losses, they might lose one weird game this year against a team that they shouldn't lose to as they did last year. And they might I believe they play the Rams this year. They they play some some pretty good teams like the Rams, the the, the Bucks. I believe no, I'm, I don't think they play the Bucks, but they play all. I think they play all of the NFC West and all of the NFC. South. I I have to double check, but they are definitely playing Green Bay and Minnesota this year. So it might just be the. I'm sorry, correct. I'm I'm gonna correct myself. They're gonna be playing the AFC East is playing the AFC the NFC north this year so they'll be playing teams like you know green bay minnesota and um detroit so this will be interesting to see i think they're gonna go 15 and 2 like i mentioned Uh, josh allen might he's my early pick for mvp this year um i don't want to i didn't want to do that now but I can only tell you now that the kid is going to be just as good as he's been in the past couple seasons. And uh, the, the the fact that he's as dangerous in the air as he is on, with his feet, like Lamar Jackson, is what makes me pick him out of all the other quarterbacks. Um, moving on, Miami Dolphins, I think they'll go 10-7. They've made some vast improvements on their, their offensive end. Uh, they've added – a lot of weapons, you know, obviously they, they signed Mike Lombardi to, uh, uh, not Mike Lombardi, excuse me. Uh, yeah, it's Mike Lombardi. Yeah. Um, as their head coach, uh, rookie head coach, he was the, the OC over at, um, uh, San Francisco. Uh, he, he's an offensive guru. So he obviously, it's gonna be like a tr- an attractive place to go because you know all the opportunities you'll get on that offense. Uh, they were able to sign Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, Teddy Bridgewater. We backing up Tua, uh, Tyreek Hill requesting a trade, and he got and he ended up trade getting traded there this past offseason. Um, they've also got Raheem Mostert. Um, he was also over at um, San Francisco. Um, Cedric Wilson, he was with the the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they, you know, to Ron Elmstead, to to you know, man, the left side. They got Connor Williams from the, from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they re- re- they resigned some of the defensive guys. to big deals. Like they they they're building their team to to be successful. They want to win um they might be a they might be a quarterback away we'll see how Tua does with more tools um you know obviously we all know what's going what was going on also this offseason with the supposed tampering situation with Tom Brady and the Miami Dolphins which the Dolphins actually got they lost a first round pick and a bunch of stuff due to the discrimination um situation that was going on over there with Brian Flores So, going forward, um, moving on, excuse me. uh, Yeah, I got the Dolphins going 10-7. They'll have a winning season, but they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're they're, going to. That that whole entire conference is extremely competitive. uh, Extremely competitive. So, if you're going to win out of there, you got to make sure you're – you're you're winning more than 10 games this year because it's too, especially on that AFC West and we'll, we'll go, we'll talk more about that. Uh, Moving on to the Patriots. Um, they did make some interesting signings. Um, they kept some guys that they had, um, the Jabril Peppers as a signing was one. Um, they got the Devontae Parker from the Dolphins, Ty Montgomery in free agency, um, they kept some guys like Trent Brown. Uh, they brought back Malcolm Butler, which I was shocked about. <laughs> I would have never thought that guy would be back over there, and um, and Terrence Mitchell. Now the the team didn't really do much to improve the offense as far as on paper, um, but you know, I think the biggest issue they have over there may not be the player, the players that they have. It might just be like the direction. Uh, losing Josh McDaniels um to the Oakland Raiders. Um I think that will affect them more than anything because they brought back some some of their old colleagues um to play be as coordinators and it's yet to be seen because <laughs> none of the coordinators have a actual role. So which means you know hopefully if you know being that the culture has rarely changed in the past almost twenty five years. Hopefully it's just a easy, you know, transition for Mac Jones. But it's never good when you're having to be a young quarterback in the league, and you're already at your second coordinator, and your second coordinator doesn't even have a role. You don't even know who he is or what he does, or if you're going to be hearing multiple different people telling you something different throughout the whole entire season. So it'd be yet to be seen how this goes. They have a lot of personnel movement going on over there. Um, obviously, I'm here in Massachusetts. So I hear a lot of you know patriot news. They do have um, a lot going on on the, you know, they're not having the most successful off season as far as practice goes and everything. But we'll, we'll see. You know, it's when you finally get on on with the regular season and you put you know a hat on a hat and all that stuff. You do you. You'll see for yourself how a team really plays. All the fucking practice, training camp, shit, like. It sounds good for now for all the drama, but it's like it's we'll, we'll wait till we get on the field. So I'm interested to see how that team looks with us with Mac on his second year, all those guys they signed for big money. If they actually live up to the big money, and if their defense is actually as good as they were last year, uh, would they be able to compete with teams like Buffalo and the rest of the AFC West and teams like Cincinnati and? You name it, you know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how how this team plays um, this season. And uh, I got them at seven and ten this year. Then I so that means I I, I predicted them to be less uh, w- worse than they were the year before, and um, only because I'm not too sure how the direction of the team is going to look with the coordinator situation. Um, New York Jets. Uh, I'm going to get ahead of it. they're going to just get three wins this year. Three and 14. They do have a lot of – they made a lot of big moves this this offseason with free agents, um, which, you know, the way the team is right now, it's still in that rebuild phase, but it's now rebuilding the culture. Um, Rebuilding the culture meaning you're bringing in certain veterans that will bring that locker room in uh, around that young quarterback that they have. Who unfortunately just hurt his knee, so hopefully he's ready for get week one. But um, you need those characters in the in the locker room to help you get through the season. Um, these are going to be rough seasons, or at least this season at least would be a little rough because it has nothing to do primarily about their talent because they have a lot of great talent on that team. It has more to do with the opponents they have to play this year. Uh, they're not going to some teams that definitely I can I can't see on paper them beating. So the Jets, yeah, three and fourteen, um, just another down year, another lottery year for them. So,
0: uh, moving on to the uh, the NFC East, we're going to start with the America's team. They would say, I don't believe they are in my books, but
1: yeah. So the Dallas Cowboys, um, they traded away Amari Cooper. He's with the uh, Cleveland Browns now. Um, but with that move, they were able to uh, retain Michael Gallup, uh, a few of their defensive guys. they got some big defensive pieces in the offseason, like Dante Fowler and Anthony Barr. Um, Malik Hooker was re-signed. Uh, they, they shore up their defensive line. Um, now, this this team can be as good as any of t- any team in the league. Or they could be as mediocre as your favorite mediocre team to root for. Um, I could see Dallas winning the division at eleven and six, but it's 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 hard for me to be confident with what I just said, only because this team has shown in the past, even when the expectations high on them, they don't live up to the they don't live up to it at all. So. Yeah, I got the Dallas Cowboys at uh, eleven and six. Um, Dak 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 coming back after this is his second year season back since the ankle broken ankle. So it, I I expect him to be better because you know I think towards the end of last season when he was like having issues, I believe with his shoulder um he's he was you know it's part of your biomechanics man like when something's off you know you're trying to still kind of be a little um try to be a little cautious too cautious with your injuries or your recovery of an injury you you tend to um agitate some other area in your body so for him i think it's going to be that he'll be better with his body this year um and he'll feel probably a little bit easier going when it comes to his weapons, um, because you know when you have let one less mouth to feed, you'll be able to get it to those other playmakers on the team. Um, I'm speaking on them getting rid of Amari Cooper, um, but yeah, I see him 11 to six this year. Um, we'll talk about in the <laughs> we'll talk about in the future uh, episodes about whether or not they'll be seeing the light of day when it comes to the playoffs, the New York giants. Um, yeah, these New York teams are still in this interesting rebuilding phase. Um, they signed the Buffalo bills, offensive coordinator. Uh, he'll be the head coach there. Um, they're hoping that they could kind of revive, um, Daniel Jones career or make him a little bit better. QB. Um, in his final rookie season with them, potentially um I got them going six and eleven uh still not a good team uh, They didn't really make any improvements around it around him. I mean, they did those improvements the season prior uh but it's 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 gonna be interesting to see they they have some opportunities to win. Um, that division is always kind of funky, so it's to be expected that they could sneak a win on off of some one of these playoff-bound NFC East teams. So it'll be interesting to see with the Giants how the, their their season goes. We got the Eagles; they traded for AJ Brown. Uh, they also kept a couple of their veterans on the team. They got James Bradbury, So those were the two biggest signings and trades I've seen um, out of that division. Um, I got them still going 10-7. and seven. Um, And you know what? Honestly, their record and the, the Dallas um, Cowboys record can flip-flop easily. And that's just how that division goes. Um, there's nothing I've seen about that team that makes me want to choose them, not choose them to make the playoffs, but you know, I'm I'm still not completely sold on Jalen Hur- Hurts as their starting quarterback. So this will be an interesting year to see how that that all works out for them. So, um, but they have great potential um, nonetheless, because that team was very good last year as well. So we got the commanders and I always make the mistake of calling the Commodores because I don't know why. <laughs> but Washington Comm- Washington Commodores. Um they got Carson Wentz in the trade from the Colts. Um they got they filled some pieces out in the offensive line and such, but um they they were able to retain Terry McLaurin. Um Yeah, I'm not I'm not too big on this team. This this team is not good. Um they could probably go three and fourteen. They're probably be uh, in the running for a rookie quarterback in the in the draft
0: more than likely, um, but yeah. Mm. Moving on, we're
1: going to the AFC South. We got the Houston Texans. Uh, I got them going uh, three and fourteen. Uh, I don't really need to get any and that deep into how this team looks right now. They got rid of the uh, Sean Watson. He's, he's over at Cleveland now in the trade. Uh, they did retain a lot of their, their, um, their roster. They signed some guys as well. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just not a good, it's not a good division. It's not a good team. So I, I can't really speak much about it. I'm, there's nothing I'm too excited about seeing about this team. Um, They won't be as bad as last year. I know that for a fact. But this year, it's going to be um, no different than other years for them, unfortunately. The next team I got is the Indianapolis Colts. I'm actually... I don't know, man. I might be the only one that really can see them competing in this whole entire conference. They might be that team. This might be the dark horse of the whole entire conference. Like, we got some... Juggernaut for teams this year on all over the the conference. So even ten, like I mentioned, ten wins might not be enough. But this might be the team that scares everybody because they kept the they kept their t- their defense as it was. Um, they even added they even added a pass rusher um, in Gluckway. He got um, traded over there, and then the biggest move was getting Matt Ryan. Um, I think his time was ending over in uh, Atlanta, um, you know, pieces were falling apart over there. Um, and he's, he's still a formidable starter. Like he's still a guy that you could in the right situation, he could win games for you. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how he plays with that, that running back, um, because Jonathan Taylor is is a freak of nature over there, um, and him with Michael Pittman Jr. like he, he's going to have some better options than he had in the past. And then Ste- they they signed Stefan Gilmore to their defense, so they they've been making some moves over there. Um, they could very likely um, compete well in that division. I actually have them going fourteen and three and winning the division, in... Um, that's the for listen, I, 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 I did a quick analyzation of how I did this uh, prediction and I see, I just can't see them losing to most of these teams they've been playing because they have a little more of a weaker schedule than, um, some of these other teams that we were talking about earlier. Um, but yeah, moving forward next would be the Jaguars. I think they're going to have a better season this year with, uh, with a better coach in line there. And, um, some of the guys that they were missing who were out due to injury will be back. Uh, and then it's a the second year for, um, for Lawrence. So it will be interesting to see how well he plays this year as a, now no longer being a rookie. Um, if he's going to take the jump now, cause they, you know, they, they have definitely spent some money to, you know, s- surround him with some, some talent and also to shore up his offensive line. So, It'll be interesting to see how well he plays. I mean, that division, like I said, is not good. They 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 are a team that can, you know, scare their opponents a little bit, but it's it, it may be, you know. I'm not too confident on them either. So we're looking at the Jaguars at fourteen and thir- four and thirteen. I said fourteen. Four and thirteen, that'll be some crazy shit. You might as well bet on that. Um And the last last team I'm going to cover from that division will be the Tennessee Titans. They did trade away A.J. Brown, um, but they did uh, acquire uh, Robert Woods in a trade. Uh, They signed some of the guys. uh, They re-signed some of the guys to some big deals. Um, Now, for this team, it really comes down to a couple things. It's Derrick Henry, and it's him staying healthy for a whole entire NFL season. Which is gonna be always tough for a guy who is that size and, you know, literally teams are stacking up guys to just take him down. and that, that wears you down. That wears down your body as a running back. Um, the other thing would be Ryan Tannenhill, like how how well can he play if his star running back is not fully involved in the game? How how much of a leader can he be when the when it's crunch time? Um I think he's a very he's a very good quarterback, but is he one of the best out there? Not really. Um and you know they they're good enough to win. They are absolutely good enough to win. Uh they they're well coached, their defense is, you know, just above average. Um but as long as Henry I'm assuming like all my predictions are based on if the health if health is on these teams side, like I know that plays a huge part of how things go. Um, so I have them going eleven and six. Um, there's something about that team. No matter how much I want to find a way not to like them, they always have something that keeps them competing. Um, and like I said, it might be the coaching. I, I, it, Mike Vrabel has been done doing such a great job over there. So um it'll be exciting to see how that those two teams the the Colts and the Titans play this season and the games between them will be probably one of the best games out of all the teams in, all the other games these seasons this season um moving on NFC South we have the Atlanta Falcons who traded away Matt
0: Ryan this offseason um let's see yeah, they traded
1: away Matt Ryan. Um, they got Marcus Mariota uh, in free agency. I think that's he just filling the gap for now because they 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 already drafted a rookie quarterback in the second round. So we'll see how that goes. They they did make some moves to like kind of like show everybody, hey, we're you know we're trying to we're gonna still try to compete even though we're not that good of a team. So uh, I don't really have any expectation for this team to be any good this season I do have them going (laughs) my prediction got them winning no games this year Uh, I think they'll probably sneak a couple but I don't they're not that good man that's not a good team you take away their franchise quarterback their franchise receiver they don't really have a running game their offensive line is on and off again injured their defense they have some bright spots, but they can't stop a nosebleed sometimes. So it's like it's hard to, it's hard for me to see them winning a lot of games this season. So who knows? I might be wrong. Who knows? Then we got the Carolina Panthers. Uh they acquired Baker Mayfield uh in the off season from the Cleveland Browns. He's gonna be competing for the starting job with uh alongside Sam Darnold. Uh you know they they re-signed DJ Moore. They re-signed a few other guys um, to keep them competitive. It's 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 tough to be in the same division as Tom Brady, man. It, it really is. Uh, if McCaffrey could stay healthy, they could they could really scare some some teams that are competing like the Bucks. But uh, something about having two former first round picks high first round pick quarterbacks competing for a starting job on their last rookie contract. That does not make me feel confident about the team. So with that being said, we're going to move on from them. They're going to be going five and 12 this season. Um, hopefully, hopefully we get a lot of Christian McCaffrey this season. Cause that's, I think we've been lacking from not having him part of, um, part of, you know, the fantasy football world. um, Next is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, If Jameis can stay healthy, uh, this team can compete. You know, they got Landry. They – Michael Thomas will be coming back finally. Tyron Matthew is on the – is is in their – is one of their safeties with Marcus May. Like, they really shore up their defense that's already goddamn good with some really good pieces. Um. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how they compete. I know they swept <laughs> the Bucks in the in the regular season last year. So they I could see them beating them again a, a couple times. Uh. But I'd have them going ten and seven. Um. Just missing the playoffs. Um. And then last last but not least, we got the Buccaneers. Um. Originally, Tom Brady retired, and then he reneged. Um. Then grunk retired so he's out of there Uh, leonard fournette was flirting with the patriots then tom brady told him get your ass back over here to tampa bay Uh, tampa the formula they're using is working i don't know what the fuck they're doing over there they're able to you know sign guys for these deals and i'm like what the heck like they were able to get you know, the Patriots traded away their one of the best offensive linemen to them. Uh, Kyle Rudolph got signed to a one-year deal. Julio Jones, uh, Russell Gage. And, you know, they re-signed their starting center and Carlton Davis. They're one of their starting cornerbacks, and they got Logan Ryan in the offseason. Um, I got them going f- – let me see what I got them here. I got them going 12-5. Um, and five. I don't believe they're going to be as good as people think on paper. Like, yeah, they got Julio Jones. He might have a few games, a couple games where he's really showing that he's Julio Jones. But they like he's not going to get touch over. He's not going to get as many touches as Mike Evans, will he? And when Godwin comes back, you really think he's going to? You know, I don't know, man. I I know Tom Brady is capable to of doing this. He's done it before, but. It's something about that team, even though they look good on paper, like the year they won the Super Bowl, like let's keep this in mind. Like it, it's not, a, there's no asterisk on it. Don't get me wrong. But they were playing a lot of teams that had no crowds. They were literally playing pitch and catch all season. No teams were really playing great defense. Um, Advantage Tom Brady all the way through because like how how easy can it be to never have to hear a damn soul in the in the stands while you're trying to communicate with your receivers? So yeah, and then they and they got Antonio Brown in the middle of that season, so it's like it, it all worked in their favor. Um, but is just because they have three great receivers, I mean, you can't stop them. You can't because injuries stop them, and their running game can stop them sometimes, and sometimes their defense can't stop nobody. So although they're 12 and 5 in my books, I'm not gassing them up like everybody else is. So, um, next episode, we're going to touch on the rest of the NFL and uh, I'll let you know who I got in in the playoffs and uh, and why uh, the best I can, because obviously it's it's hard to really truly predict the NFL season because first and foremost, the preseason just started, so You're not you're getting the real raw version of every every team and how well they can play together. Um, This probably this week two of the preseason you'll probably see more starters in the game. Um, And on top of that, injuries play a big part of how teams look towards the end. Uh, Injuries played a huge part last year. You know we've seen it with the Baltimore Ravens. I think at one point they were like leading the AFC in wins or whatever, and then they go Lamar's barely finishing games or getting hurt. And that changed a lot for that team. Um, so, yeah, we'll cover the rest of the, the league in the next episode um, once I get all this rust off of me. But uh, I want to close off the um, the podcast and talk about a few things. Uh, one would be that um want to address the unfortunate um, situation with Brittany Griner. Um, getting nine years in Russia, uh, you know, first and foremost, free, free, free her, you know, uh, it would be, you know, it'd be nice that we could find a way to get her back home to her family. Uh, It's unfortunate, you know, especially for these female athletes that play in the WNBA, they have to make extra money because they don't make enough money in the league and they have to go to other leagues and play. So, it's very unfortunate that, you know, they have to do that. And, you know, it's just, it's not, it, I, I, I feel for her, you know what I mean? Cause all of us have done something similar going to a different country with our, you know, whatever we wanted to bring as far as, you know, cannabis is concerned, like whether it be edibles, fly, you know, whatever, like. We've all done it at least once or tried to. And for her to get caught up on that, and they're they're trying to say that she's trying to distribute and to use it, they use that in their argument, you know, it sucks. Like, especially being that here in America, we don't, that stigma is slowly fading away while we now know more and more every day that other countries are not playing around with that shit. They don't give a shit of how much much it helps someone with their anxiety or mental health. They don't care. They really don't care. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that she got caught up in that. Um, You know, part of me is like, we should all know better when we're traveling. But another part of me is like, they shouldn't have the right to keep somebody for something so minor in most in our country, you know what I mean? So um, I hope she gets freed sooner than later, nine years. And Russia does not sound like a situation anybody wants to be a part of, Um, but um, prayers out to her her and her family and hope for the best for her return. Um, Also want to talk about uh, on a lighter note, uh, one of my favorite athletes in general. Like, not even, I don't care about any type of gender in the situation whatsoever. I truly believe she's one of the greatest athletes I ever watched in my generation. And that's Serena Williams. Uh, last week, she announced this would be it. After the U.S. Open, she will retire. And I want to just say that it was a pleasure watching her. She made me want to watch tennis uh, whenever she played. Um, it's also a pleasure to know that a woman like her can be so competitive and just like intimidating and bold and inspiring and, um, you know, to Serena Williams, thank you. You are an amazing player, amazing athlete, uh, she has the most grand slams in the open era. Uh, that's 23. Uh, she has several, um, Olympic gold medals. I believe uh, she just has so many accolades. I can't even go through all of them to be honest with you, but she's just, she's a, she's a legend. She's, she's the greatest I've ever, one of the greatest that ever done it. And, um, it's, you know, It'll be sad to see that she will never be back on the court anymore, but it was a pleasure watching her for sure. Um, So happy trails to Miss Serena Williams. And I hope you the best in your endeavors in the future. And I'm pretty certain we're going to probably see you back on the court one day, but we'll, we'll leave that for another day. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I wanted to talk about that. And then I want to end off this episode with, um, you know, speaking on one of the, one of our legends who passed away recently, um, Russell, Mr. Bill Russell, uh, number six of the Celtics. Um, definitely want to talk about how, like, when I started really getting into like basketball, um, there was a few players I was big fans of. I was a huge fan of Michael Jordan, as many people already knew. Um, also, was a fan of Allen Iverson because you know he was my height, and I I never would have thought a guy my height could you know lead the league and some shit. And then another player that I was always and, and you know anytime I saw anything about him, I was like amazed and and like interested about was Bill Russell um, because he didn't he wasn't the flashy guy, he wasn't the flashy guy, but he but he was flashy for his time and he just did a lot of things that a lot of players weren't doing. He was the first, um, he was the first to be, to win multiple MVPs. He's the first to have multiple championships, better yet 11 of them. Um, I believe he's also the first black coach to win a championship in the NBA. Um, the man is a legend, and there's nothing more or less you can say about that he's he's not a goat, he's not um all these other things people want to call him. he's a legend he's 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 immortalized eternal uh, eternally like nothing else will ever change that about this man and for for what he did, especially back in the day, like being that you were. Like back in the day, you know, he when he was playing, he 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 had more challenges than just being an NBA player. He had he was a black man in the NBA. He was a black man in society, and he had to handle all the the trials and tribulations of what was you know happening around his his in his environment. And he was a very um, he was very vocal about that stuff. On top of him being such a great successful player in the NBA, and You know, him being an activist and also being very active in his career, you know, shows you a lot, uh, shows you a lot about that man and what he meant to, you know, black basketball players that came up after him or just black kids that were watching Celtics games and were just like, oh, my God, like, one of the greatest players is on our team and he's black. You know what I mean? Like for for you to be able to see him and how, you know, he was a true champion on and off the court. And then he was still great in the community. And, you know, even in my, in my days now, I, all the times we used to see him was when, during the NBA finals, presenting the NBA MVP, uh, finals MVP, it, it, you're like, man, this guy is, he looks good enough to never, you know, you would never think he passed pass away he looked good. He looked good. He looked like he was in good health and all that stuff. But, um, you know, he, he unfortunately passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the, the NBA did the right thing. They, they retiring number six all over the league. Um, and I, and I hope that they do focus on honoring him throughout the whole entire season. Um, and, you know, expressing the love that we have for, him being a legend and a spoke a great ambassador of the game of basketball and a great ambassador of the black culture the black the black athlete, the black man um, but yeah, um rest in peace to Mr. Bill Russell. We appreciate you. we love you, and uh, Celtics nation will always remember you and um, hopefully the Celtics find a way to. To honor you this year and get you to get a championship in your name. And with that, I'm out of here. Y'all oh, have a do one.
0: This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, uh-huh. and of course, yeah. athletes in the struggle. Y'all to make a little. Y'all, yo, y'all, you yo, some get a little.